Do you like the show and want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. And welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. And we are finally live again after about a month and a half of no live shows. And we apologize for that. But now if you prefer to watch us on either Twitch or YouTube, we are back. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a pretty crazy couple of months, you know, from, you know... Things Say outside sources and whatnot, but <laughs> you know we we've still been doing the show on a fairly regular basis, and yeah, I know we mentioned it before, but had a lot of fun doing the the live panel at Gulf Coast Fan Fest. We're hoping to do one for Pensacon in February, which we haven't confirmed it yet, but you know, really hope to do that and maybe do some other live shows between now and then I am working on doing a live show here in the Biloxi area. Uh, I got to talk to some people that can make that happen and I'm going to try to get that for sometime in December if I can. So uh, I will let everyone know as soon as that happens. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, it's just kind of logistics of being able to, for, to uh, find a night that we can do it. And um, we'll mm -hmm. have a live show, and uh, we'll do a big, big deal with it. So that'll be fun, and we'll have uh, we'll have Wally back on the live episode because uh, I love having Wally on the live shows. <laughs> well, somebody's got to keep us honest. And you know what? I went back and listened to um, the episode we did, the the roundtable for the our Halloween episode last episode. That mm -hmm. was one of our best episodes. Like I. I don't know what it was about that show, but I had so much fun making that show. Well, when you surround yourself with great talent like Wally and Joey Image, it can't help but be great. I went back and listened to it, and we had some pretty funny moments in that episode. I promise not to use the up yours with a twirling lawnmower quote oh, as this? constantly as I want to. I will say it again. What does that mean? Uh, the 80s at its finest. Uh, I love doing our uh, retro movie episodes, so I think we should do those more often. I think we should uh, start it, maybe not this year, but next year we should do one for every holiday, and we'll find some holiday movie from like the from the 80s to cover for each holiday. Well, I will go ahead. I know it's over a year out, but I would love to do planes, trains, and automobiles that for Thanksgiving. First... That's one of my favorite <laughs> holiday movies ever. That's that, that was going to be my first suggestion. Uh, and then after the, the year after that, we can do Dutch. You ever seen Dutch? I have not. I've heard of it, but never seen it. It's awesome. It's got uh, Al Bundy in it. And, um, oh, it's, nice. It's really fun. It's a really good movie, and I don't know why it's not considered more of a classic. But, uh, but yeah, Planes, yeah. Trains, and Automobiles is awesome. And, of course, we would have to do uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for Christmas. Ah, uh, of course. But there's there's really no end to Christmas, retro Christmas movies we could do. You got uh, uh, The Christmas Story, which uh, is a staple of me growing mm -hmm. up watching that movie at Christmas. The National Lampoon's. Um, of course, Trading Places is a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Die it's Hard a Christmas is movie. a Christmas movie. So if you don't think so, you're wrong. No, I. you'll get no argument from me. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we jump into the news this evening? Yeah, um, I actually finished this right after we did last week's show. And I know you finished it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, season 2 of Castlevania yes. on Netflix. I'm already was watching, in my awesome. second watch through right now. That's how good it is. Now, I didn't know that much about Castlevania up until, you know, you reviewed the first game on this show and then the Netflix show came out. 
And I was really blown away by season one. It was really short, Mm -hmm. but I thought it told a very good, concise story. And they added, I think, four more episodes for season two. And as great as season one is, season two is so much better, in my opinion. It. I'm not a huge anime fan. I mean, there's some anime that I like. Uh, like I, I really like Spirited Away. I think that's a really good movie. But when it comes mm-hmm. to regular anime that people are into, I'm just not that into it. You know, like, um, I don't know, name off some of the stuff that like is huge anime. More than likely, I've never seen it. Um, but there's something about this Castlevania series that just... I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just, it's so good. Like you forget. The style fits the genre perfectly. You forget that it's a cartoon. Like it's, it's so good. And then uh, of course saw the other day on Twitter that it has been greenlit for season three. And yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it will be 10 episodes long. Oh man. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Now I know I sent you this story. And there's no truth to it yet, but they're saying that the same group of people who made Castlevania will be making a Zelda series. Now, it's not confirmed, but I will say if it's true, I have all the faith that they can pull it off. And if it's officially announced, you will hear me scream. (laughs) Me too. Uh, good evening to Mr. Joey Image, who is joining us in the chat room this evening. Uh, The great Joey Image. Yes. He said he just finished. Uh, no, he hasn't finished season one yet, but looking forward to it, dude. You got to get it's on great. that. It's great. It's great. Got to get on that. And the, the cool so thing, the cool thing is, all the episodes are only you know twenty to twenty five minutes long, oh, so yeah. you can watch you know season really both seasons in a day if you wanted. I mean, the first season is less than two hours. It's like a yeah. movie. Yeah, I sat down one day after work, I think, and watched all of season one and then watch season two over the course of two or three days. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really, really good. I watched the anybody. If you're season in two if days, if you're not even a big Castlevania fan, I would still recommend watching it because it's, it's just a good show. Oh yeah. It's great. I, I wish it was 24 episode seasons. I would eat that up. <laughs> Same. But uh, but let's Absolutely. go ahead and move into the news. We got some interesting news stories this evening. I'll let you have this first one since you showed this to me the other day. So this comes to us from sci-fi.com. Brie Larson wants to make a Metroid movie and star as Samus Aran. Apparently, Brie Larson isn't just into dressing up as Samus Aran from Metroid for Halloween. She actually wants to play the role for an upcoming movie, should it ever get made. The Academy Award-winning actress, who will also star in the upcoming Captain Marvel, uh, took to Instagram to show off her Halloween costume as Zero Suit Samus, which she pulls off quite well. Um, Let's see. On Friday, in response to a fan wondering on Twitter if this is the closest we can hope to get to a Metroid movie being made, Larson replied, I hope not. I want to make that movie. So what do you think? I'm totally okay with that. I agree 100%. Now, I've only seen Brie Larson in a very limited number of movies. She's definitely got the look for Samus. Yeah. Um, I can see this maybe the story building a little more after Captain Marvel comes out. Oh, yeah. I just hope that with the success of Castlevania, and I think the real story is going to be if the rumored Zelda series is true. If that happens, that to me says Nintendo is now more open to releasing their IPs to be made into other medium. Well, yeah, like I, we talked about the other day, you know, Castlevania makes a great ongoing series. Zelda would make a great ongoing series. But I think, you know, a Metroid, it, it it would fit more as, like, you know, a huge, big-budget, two-hour action movie. I oh, absolutely. Sort of like, a, almost almost a little, like, Aliens or something, you know? 
and especially now with the you know lead female hero being a big thing now yeah i can see this happening i i would love to i think metroid has been far overlooked and i think that it would actually make a really fun badass sci-fi action movie well i think once captain marvel comes out and she's got the star power to pull it off i think that she would be able to get get you know, a Metroid movie made. I think she would have enough pull after, I mean, not that she doesn't have any pull now, but I think, you know, being Captain Marvel and that movie comes out next year, it's going to blow up. I mean, it's going to be just as big as Wonder Woman. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think she, I I would not be surprised if we hear as soon as like, you know, Captain Marvel breaks box office records, we're going to hear about a Metroid movie with her. I hope so. I would not be. I, I'd love. I'd love to see it. I mean, I, I'd love to see you know so many Nintendo properties being made into either series or movies because a lot of them would make great stories. It's just we haven't had the chance to see them yet. Oh yeah, uh, and this story here. I mean, this is a little over a week old or so, um, but we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. This is on Polygon.com. Sony reveals its PlayStation Classic game lineup. Uh, and some of the games that are on it are, and some of them I, I figured would be on there, like Metal Gear Solid, uh, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, uh, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Twisted Metal, of course. But that's kind of it as far as anything that I would really want to play. I, I, it's really, I'm not that interested. There's nothing really on here that just jumps out at me to be like, hey, you guys, it's going to be ninety nine ninety nine when it comes out. I don't know if that's worth it, honestly. You forgot Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, uh, I didn't want to. See that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Stephanie who mentioned on Twitter, you know, because I, I made the comment, no Crash Bandicoot, that is all. Yeah. She made the point, I th- I'm pretty sure it was her, made the point of, well, they just did the remastered versions. They've, they're they about to release the remastered Spyro. But I still think you should at least put the original versions of like the first games of yeah. those respective series on here. Just, just for namesake, because to me, Crash and Spyro are synonymous with the PlayStation 1. And I mean, looking at this list... I could think of really just about every game that I would take Crash and Spyro over. Well, do you think this, if this thing fails, which I, I don't think it will, but if it does, do you think this might be the, I don't know, kind of the, the tipping point of the, you know, classic or mini consoles? Do you think this might be the kind of the nail in the coffin because we, you know, the oversaturation point? It's definitely possible. I think there's enough on this for the diehard PlayStation fans that it's not going to sell as well as the NES or the SNES classics, but I think it'll have its niche. I mean, between Resident Evil, the original Grand Theft Auto, Twisted Metal, and I, I, I'll I'll say Final Fantasy VII, there'll be enough where I think it will sell decent, Yeah, but not... Not that great. We're not going to see NES classic numbers on this thing. Um, no. Joey Image said the world needs a Dreamcast classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's only had uh, like, it only had like eight games for it. So <laughs> I like the Dreamcast. As some, I think next year might be. Is next year the twenty year anniversary of the Dreamcast? Let me look that up real quick. Because uh, I know no. Sonic Adventure came out in ninety nine. He said that uh, he doesn't. He said um, the PlayStation Classic doesn't come with a power cable, supposedly. Why would it not come with a power cable? I don't know. I, it didn't say anything about that in this in this article. That's interesting. Hmm. We'll have to look that up. That that'd be weird if it doesn't have a power cable. Yeah. The well, speaking of the Dreamcast, it was released. In Japan in November of 98, yeah, September of 99 in North America, and October 99 in Europe. 
9999 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. I might have to well we when we hit 2019, I might have to review a Dreamcast game or two for its 20-year anniversary. But speaking of the NES and the Super Nintendo classic, I'll let you have this next story that that leads us right into this story. Fantastic segue. Uh, this comes to us from NintendoLife.com. SNES Mini and NES Mini combined global sales surpass 10 million. That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> the SNES and NES classics have proven to be a huge success for Nintendo since the systems were launched and resulted in many companies trying to emulate the success with their own retro devices. It turns out both of Nintendo's miniature systems have been so successful, combined global sales have now surpassed 10 million units now as a units as a comparison the lifetime sales for the wii u were just under 14 million (laughs) hey and you know they've had a price drop too on the the nintendo classics i saw some in target the other day that were 59.99 yeah and they're actually you can find them in more stores like i've seen them in you know target recently i've seen them in best buy so it's good that they're actually keeping them in stock because oh, yeah, I remember, I remember us still ranting on Nintendo after the whole yeah. fiasco with the NES Classic. I just don't see how they didn't know that it was going to sell as well as it did. I mean, ten million units is, dude, that's crazy. Like I knew it would yeah. sell probably two or three. I think we said at the time, you you should bank on at least two to three million units. But mm-hmm. ten, good lord, it's insane. It, it's great as much though. As it sold I back love it. in the eighties, <laughs> right? Uh, before our last I just... story, um, I oh shit, I just uh, xed out my Twitch screen. <laughs> Hold on, let me get back Uh-oh. back to Twitch real quick. Uh, uh, this story here, because um, uh, BlizzCon was last week, uh, I did want to touch on this story. Uh, Diablo three is out for the Switch now, also Dark Souls. Um, This comes to us from TheVerge.com. With Diablo 3 and Dark Souls for Switch, you never have to leave the dungeon. It's a great way to be a Nintendo Switch owner with a penchant for exploring fantasy dungeons, taking on terrifying monsters, and collecting powerful loot. Two of the biggest action role-playing series in the world, Dark Souls and Diablo, have just made their Nintendo debut. Uh, Diablo 3 came out for the PC in 2012. I have played through, I have Diablo 3 for the PC. I've played through it multiple, multiple times. I like to play the seasons on it. Uh, It's really the only Blizzard game that I really still play a lot. And I would love to see an announcement for Diablo 4. But Diablo 3 is also coming to uh, mobile devices really soon too. But if you haven't ever played it and you like action RPGs, uh, like dungeon crawlers. Like, I love Diablo, the Diablo series. I love Torchlight, all those kind of games. Pick it up for the Switch. Uh, It's out now. I I don't think I'm going to get it for the Switch because I have played through it a lot on the PC. But if you've never played it, it is a really, really good game, and you should go pick that up for the Switch if you have one. I've heard great things about the Diablo games. You know, I remember when two and three came out and it being a really big deal. Oh, Joey, so this, Joey said Diablo Immortal on mobile isn't D3. It's a new game. I didn't know that. I thought it was just the uh, Diablo 3 port. Oh, cool. Hmm. Did not know that. Oh, but what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that I've, I've never played the Diablo games, but I remember when two and three came out and it being a huge deal. Yeah. So... Th- this might be one of those things that I have to give a try maybe, you know, during the Christmas break. And, you know, I haven't ever played Dark Souls, but I heard good things about it as well. And it's it's just cool that so many of these games are actually coming out on the Switch. Like, it shows that third-party developers really have the faith in it. And I think that's yeah. going to be, you know, we've mentioned it before, but that's going to be key to the Switch surviving, which I truly think it's going to. Uh, so Joey said it's uh, it it actually takes place between Diablo two and Diablo three for the mobile game. So I might have to get that. Sweet. Hmm. But yeah, if you uh, Derek, if you've never played Diablo three, dude, pick it up for the Switch. 
Because I know they did a really good port of it for the uh, the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And um, now they've brought it to the Nintendo Switch, which we both love. Everything should be on the Switch. But let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? In 1980, November 12th, Stern Electronics releases Berserk with designer Alec McNeil's signature on the monitor glass of each cabinet. I love Berserk. I used to play the hell out of this game on the Atari 2600. I'm going to go so far as to say it's one of the top five best games for the Atari 2600. No lie, when I read through this list earlier, I instantly thought of the song Berserker from Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> My love Berserker. is like a truck berserker. <laughs> Uh, but no, I've actually, I've heard of Berserk, but never, never played it. You should. It's, it's, it's one but, of those kind of brainless games where you just kind of go from screen to screen. And then, um, mm-hmm. there's this smiley face called, uh, what's his name? Evil Otto that comes through and Evil Otto used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Oh, I'm sure you got this little evil face floating through like random rooms following you. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Berserk was great. Also in November of 1980, Namco releases Rally X, the first game with a bonus round. That's a pretty cool fact. Hmm. It also features multi-directional scrolling. Rally X. I remember us talking about this last year. Oh yeah, I remember oh, Rally X. I used to This love reminds this me game. of a story I was going to tell you. What's that? So last Saturday, I went to Fort Walton to watch my friend's band play. And this is, it was this little hole in the wall bar called the Green Door. And in it, they had one of those um, like tabletop arcade machines, like with the screen built into the table. Mm-hmm. It was Pac Man, and I played it, and it was oh, awesome. Yeah. I want a Miss Pac Man cocktail machine. Like that's one of the things I want to have before I die. I think that'd be a great addition to your home. Yes, it would. And uh, also November of 1980, it was a good year for video games. Universal releases Space Panic, the first game with platforms and ladders. The term platform game was still several years in the future. Space well, this even predates Panic. Donkey Kong. Oh, this even looks like Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo ripped somebody off. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Uh, let's see. In November of 1983, Sega releases Astron Belt in the United States. Hmm. I never heard of Astron Belt. It didn't even have a link to it. Mm-mm. This might sound crazy to say, and if we've talked about it, then I apologize. But I had no idea that Sega was around that early. Yeah, um, I, I I know that lately we've been talking about a lot of Sega stuff early in the 80s. I know this is when they re- started to release uh, around 83, I think. 82, 83 is when they started to release the uh, the Mark, uh, you know, the Mark 1, the Mark 2, and the Mark 3, which were the Sega ma- not Master Systems. Yeah, Master System over here. And mm-hmm. yeah, the Mark 1... Uh, and I actually just saw one the other day. It's kind of crazy looking. Like it's hard to describe. I'd have to you have to look it up and just take a look at it. Uh, it's kind of a cross between like an Atari and maybe like a Commodore or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's just my my first instinctual thought of Sega is always early '90s with oh, yeah. you know the Genesis and Sonic, but. Yeah, it's just still crazy to think that they've been around for that long. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> uh, November 14th of 1987, Sierra Online, we talk about them a lot, releases Space Quest II, Bohol's Revenge, the second game in the Space Quest series. You don't say. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> I like the poster a lot. Ah, it so makes me think of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Joey just put a link for Astron Belt in the uh, the chat room. Uh, it is being the... F- oh, uh, Astron Belt. I re- I've heard about this. It was uh, 
It was the first Laserdisc arcade game to, uh, to be released, a format that would later gain greater traction with Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. Oh, cool. Yeah, this was on the video game years. I do remember hearing about this game. Thanks, Joey. Shout out to Joey. Oh, you got another Sierra Online game here. <laughs> yeah. On November 9th of 1990, Sierra Online releases King's Quest V. Uh, do you think that uh, is a sequel to King's Quest IV? It might even be a prequel to King's Quest VI. Maybe. I if don't there is know. such a thing. <laughs> uh, on November God, they were, 1st? They were busy during that time. Oh, I know. Back in the 80s, pff, Sierra was all over the place. Uh, November 1st? Mega Man 3 is released in the U.S. Ah, I love me some Mega Man. I'm actually, I've been wanting to get Mega Man 11. I played the demo on the Switch, and I am getting it as soon as I can. I just, I haven't had any extra cash, because as everyone knows, when you go into the hospital a lot, you don't have an extra, a whole lot of extra money. So I'm waiting to get an extra yeah. 30 bucks to plop down for Mega Man 11. How's the demo? It's really good. Uh, dude, you should go download it tonight and play it. I might just have to do that. On November 21st, 1990, Nintendo releases Super Mario World and F-Zero in Japan as launch titles for the Super Famicom. Mario World introduced Yoshi and F-Zero introduced Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. He's actually in, uh, he is in Smash Brothers, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in the Smash Brothers games since the uh, since the original one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was one of the, I think he was one of the original unlockable characters because in the first game you started with eight, and then you had to unlock. It was Luigi, Jigglypuff, Captain Falcon, and then Ness from Earthbound. So, yeah, Captain Falcon he he's a staple of of Smash Brothers. He's widely portrayed as a uh, what we would call a tool bag, but it actually fits perfectly. Like he's he's the fun kind of douchey. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I think it's high time we should get a new F Zero. I don't think we've had one of those since the GameCube. I remember there was a GameCube game that was unbelievably hard. But uh, I Joey think that was, might have been the most recent one. Joey was asking if Mega Man 11 has a demo for anything other than the Switch. Uh, demo, let me I'm see. Not sure. For X, not Xbox. Xbox One. Uh, yeah. Um, looks like it's for PC. Uh, in the Microsoft Store. For the Xbox. It's on the PlayStation Store. Yep. It is on pretty much being able to get a demo for all of those. So if you're interested, go pick that up. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Um, on November 30th of 1990, Sega's Mega Drive was released in Europe, which of course was the Genesis over here. Sega Mania ran wild. Yes, it did. Oh, and speaking of that, I was going to... Should I... Oh, <laughs> for next week, I was going to um, review WrestleMania on the Nintendo mm -hmm. for next week, but I don't mm -hmm. know if I can. That is quite possibly the worst game I've ever played in my life. I've never played any of those old because I wasn't introduced to the wrestling games until the 64. So I, I've never played any of the old like. NES Super Nintendo wrestling it's games. So bad. Uh, you know what? Uh, Screw it. I'm going to review it next week and I am going to trash it. <laughs> but it's been a while since we've had a good rant on yeah, the show. Well, I need a good trashing next week. Get it all out of my <laughs> system before the end of 2018. I, I need to release some of this pent up anger that I've built up in 2018 and I'm going to release it on uh, WrestleMania for the NES. You just cut a wrestling promo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have to bring, I have to make some popcorn before next week's show, and I'm just going to sit yeah. back, mute my mic, and just. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I haven't had a good rant since uh, Fester's Quest, so it's time. 
that's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, on November 5th, remember, remember the 5th of November of 1995, Twisted Metal was released by Sony Computer Entertainment and started the longest-running PlayStation franchise, popular vehicular combat series. I haven't played Twisted Metal in a long time. I haven't either, but I used to love playing that game, though. Mm-hmm. It probably looks no, like it... ass now. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of games from that era. Yeah. And to round us out for this week, uh, on November 20th of 1995, Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest was released by Rareware Nintendo. It was the second best-selling game in 1995, the sixth best-selling game on the SNES, and the highest-selling SNES title to not be packaged with the system. Love this game. To me, easily the best in that entire trilogy. And that's saying a lot because Donkey Kong Country 1 was great. Three was was pretty good, but two had just it it was the perfect example of a sequel that took what worked in the first game and just added to it and made it so much better. Yeah, I actually just picked up a copy of Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo last week. And man, that game is good. Holy crap, mm-hmm. it holds up like crazy. Mm-hmm. It love the art too. style, oh, yeah. love the gameplay, everything. Like I can't believe that was on the Super Nintendo. I mean, don't get me wrong. The su- games on the Super Nintendo look great, but Donkey Kong Country was just in a league of its own, man. Like That game just looks and plays so good. That is a and it's masterpiece. Great to- mm-hmm. And it's great to play if you have somebody who can be you know, Diddy or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. Love that series so much. But um, but now that we are out of the video game history portion of our show, we are going to be talking about... Such tranquil music. I know. (laughs) So this is a game that I've teased for the last couple of episodes. And I can't really explain why I've been wanting to go back and play this because I haven't played it since it was originally on the Super Nintendo. But this week I will be reviewing SimCity for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It was... The first console game in the SimCity series and one of the launch titles for the SNES, which I believe it was actually the original game was made in 1989 for the um, was it for the NES? Uh, no, actually, it's not this really. Was, uh, it was released for computer first in uh, that's right. Uh, wow. Uh, looking at the platforms it was on, like I can't even list all this stuff. I mean, it was out for uh, Microsoft Windows, Linux, Mac OS, Wii, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, uh, Sega Saturn, like Amiga, Atari. I mean, everywhere you could possibly play this, it was on. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think how long this series has been around. And honestly, I haven't played a Sims game since this version that I am going to be talking about tonight. Uh, To give a little backstory on how I was introduced to this game, when I was a kid, I used to go to my uncle's house after school, and I would just play random games from Link to the Past to Mario World, Ninja Turtles. And I remember he he had this game called SimCity, and I had no idea what it was about. Plugged it in. And, you know, that same music played and I was like, oh, this is kind of catchy. And I found out you just build stuff. And that's really the premise of the game is you you pick a map. So it's crazy to think because I had forgotten about this up until I bought a copy last week. You have just under a thousand varieties of maps to choose from. Uh Some are surrounded by water. Some have water, you know, going through the middle. So you have to 
build mass transit to go from one side to the other. So each map presents, you know, its own uniqueness. And it's kind of crazy to think that there's that much variety in a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically what you do is you start with your map and your the objective of the game is to build the biggest and most successful city that you possibly can. You start out, depending on the difficulty, if you choose the easy mode, you start out with 20 or 30 grand. And you can build three different types of zones. You can build uh, residential, which are houses, apartments, um, commercial, which are your shopping centers, or industrial, which are like your factories, um, power plants. You you can build an airport, um, a football stadium, a seaport. Don't forget if your you police have, stations. Hmm? Don't forget your police stations. Your your police and your uh, your fire departments, which I my first go around, I did not build enough police stations and Crime a little siren came off and you had Dr. Wright running all over the screen, freaking out, saying there's too much crime in your city. Build more police departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually it's kind of addicting as far as the style of gameplay. And like I said, this is the only Sims type game that I've ever played, but I found myself because I've, I've had, you know, this week off from work. I started on Sunday, you know, built my basic city. And as you unlock certain objectives, like say when you get to a certain population number, you're upgraded from a town to a city and so on and so forth. You get you basically get gifts like you can build a zoo, um, an amusement park, a casino, and each do different things. Like obviously if you bring in an amusement park, it's going to bring in more people. If you build a casino, it's going to bring in more money. Um, If you build a certain number of police stations, you get a police headquarters. Same thing with your fire department. Um, Once you get to a city, I think it is, you get a bank and then you can take out a loan, which you have to be very careful with because you get more money, but it also eats away at the income that you have to give up at the end of every year. Uh, when you, that's when you raise taxes on everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then they leave, which that happened to me too. You know, it, it's uh, it, funny. Like You wouldn't think that – you would think like a city builder or something like that would be boring. But it's not like this is such a fun game. I remember putting a lot of hours into this game back when I was a kid. And I love like city builder type games, especially like uh, stuff like Roller Coaster Tycoon and things like that. Like I have to stay away from games like Roller Coaster Tycoon because I will get so sucked into those games and just like not sleep. So I have to stay far away from like sim type of uh, type of games like city builders or any kind of uh you know theme park builders or anything like that i have to stay away well it's funny because all day sunday well sunday afternoon when i got home from having lunch with some friends i turned sim city back on and just started doing more things and then i just let it sit for a while and I was going between this and watching reruns of Cheers. <laughs> I had basically in my living room, I've got, you know, my primary TV and then I've got a desk that's off to the left of it. And I set up a little TV and the Super Nintendo there. So I would play SimCity for a little bit mm. and then go back to watching TV. Now I would look back, just, you know, some more things would happen. I never quite got to... The um, I think after city is capital, because after you know your population gets to a certain point, it upgrades the the title of your city. Yeah. So I didn't quite get to that, but this game is really really fun. I forgot how much fun it was, and it's one of those games that took me right back to when I was a kid. And you know, back then I wasn't that great at it because I would build my city up to a certain point. And then a a cool feature is you can actually trigger a disaster to happen. (laughs) So if you want to start over, you can cause, you know, a tidal wave to hit or my personal favorite, you just, 
have Bowser descend on the city and he just torches all of it. It's so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> like you open that option and you just see his little silhouette with fire coming out of his mouth and you're just like, oh, I want to do it, yeah. <laughs> but I can't. But this game no, like, was really well done for the Super Nintendo. I I think this is probably one of the must-haves for the Super Nintendo. I agree. And they're really as far as around here goes, very easy to find. Like it's the game's oh, not yeah. difficult to track down. No, it, you, it's there not were, rare by any stretch of the imagination. No, and it, it's it's cheap too. I got it for like six bucks. Yeah. Cause there were, when I went to price busters, they had two or three copies. Oh yeah. Same. So, and, and they've place here, uh, the play and talk, there's always two or three copies at, at the store at any given time. Yeah. But I feel like this game, and I know the Sims games are popular, but I feel like this game specifically doesn't really get talked about when it comes to other super Nintendo games. It's kind of and a yet, shame, you know, because a, a lot of, and I know they're not the same type of games, but, you know, as far as a simulator type game, you know, everybody always, like, goes to, like, Pilot Wings or something like that. And Pilot Wings gets talked about a lot. I think SimCity deserves to be way further up on that list of, like, simulator type games for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I agree. And one cool thing, and I hope they keep this edition in Smash Brothers, but I think it might have been Smash Brothers Brawl when they introduced the assist trophy. So basically, this this case will drop uh, on the map that you're fighting on, and when you pick it up, a random character will pop out. And one of the characters that can pop out is Dr. Wright from... Sim City, mm. and he'll like raise his hands up, and this miniature city will randomly appear from underneath <laughs> one of your uh, opponents, and it'll throw him off the map. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I remember not even knowing about it, and then all of a sudden he pops up, and I'm like, oh, it's that guy from Sim City. And you know, uh, we talked about you know you were talking about ta doing Sim City. Well, I actually picked up a, a copy of Populous as well, and I have not played Populous. Over 25 years, probably. Um, and I don't have the instructions for it, so I started playing it the other night, and there's a tutorial mode. Even in the tutorial mode, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to have to download some, maybe like an instruction manual for it or something because I got so lost on what to do. So I, Yeah, I, I never played Populous. I'd like to review it, but I'd like to be able to play it first. That's always key. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, this game is is really good. And it, uh, like I said at the beginning, I don't know what inspired me to want to play it again. But just, I randomly thought about it one day. I was like, you know what? I haven't played SimCity since I had my original Super Nintendo. I would really love to play that game again. That's and I'm glad I did because it's one of those things that you can play it while not playing it yeah because once you get your city to a certain point or in my case you run out of money <laughs> you just kind of watch like you watch your your um your cars go around like drive on the different roads they look like little ants yeah well, it's, it's just really cool to watch it's such a highly underrated game and one of those games you just don't hear about very often especially for the super nintendo you always hear about you know, the Super Mario World and like Donkey Kong Country and all that kind of stuff. But SimCity was a, a pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say a huge deal, but I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty big game back then. Like it was really popular and I don't know why it's not really looked at more as, as a Super Nintendo classic, I guess, because not a lot of people are into city builders and stuff like that. But I think anybody could get into this game no matter what kind of game you like to play. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. It's, it, like you said, it's a great time waster, too. Like, it just kind of... You don't have to be super, like, focused on it unless you want to be. It's just kind of one of those kind of kickback and let's just play this for a little while kind of games. 
it's a very chill game. Yeah. Like there's not really a lot of anxiety that goes into it. Like, you know, several other games that we've talked about. (laughs) It's actually kind of calming in a way. Yeah. Which I think is really. Yeah. And sometimes I just like a good calming game. I think that's why I like like city builder type games and like uh, a tycoon type of games because they're just kind of, you just kind of kick back and you very carefully think about what you want to do, where you want to put things like, Oh, we need to make more money. So we need to put this in over here. Oh, we need more of this over here. And you just kind of slowly build things like your city or whatnot. And I like that type of gaming, especially the older I get, the more I want to play more chilled out games like that. Like I love the civilization games, uh, the Sid Meier civilization. Mm -hmm. Those are some of my favorite games to play too. And I can easily get sucked into those games. Like the last time I played, I have Civ five in, um, in my steam account and I have to stay away from it. Cause the last time I played it, I think I started at like nine o'clock at night and I thought, I had been playing for maybe an hour or two. It was like four in the morning. And I was like, holy, holy crap. shit, I got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I hadn't even finished a game. I was like still in the middle of like the first game I started. Wow. So yeah, I have to That's stay wild. away from those type of games. Cause I will like my ADD will just like laser focus on those type of games. Sounds like it. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't find a ton of reviews for this game, but I did find one because this game was released on the Wii Virtual Console uh, back in 2006, and IGN gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, it says, a lasting appeal that gave it an 8. It says, if you're the kind of gamer who likes a laid-back pace of play, SimCity will offer hours of enjoyment. An extra scenario mode challenges you with specific municipal problems to overcome as well. That was another thing that I forgot to mention is that you can actually select different settings. So say, for example, you can start a like a pre-made city that's been affected by a disaster and your job is to repair it within a certain amount of time. I don't remember that. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that I I can't remember what that mode was called, but I I've never tried it, but I think it would be kind of fun. Well, I'm gonna have to pick up a copy of this. I have a ROM of this. What? Not, I I don't have a ROM. What are you talking about? I no <laughs> ROM. But I would actually. I think. Sorry, I think you, I'm gonna get a. You cut uh, out for a second yeah, there. Yeah. No. No ROM. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to have to get an actual copy of this. And like I said, they're, they're, they never run out of copies of this at the, the local retro game store. So I'm going to go pick up a copy for like six, seven bucks and uh, have me a nice lazy Saturday playing SimCity. No, that sounds great. Uh, as far as a grade, I think I would agree with IGN. Like I, I would give it, I'd give it a solid seven and a half. It's a, it's a game that, requires thought but it also doesn't really require thought yeah well you it's It's, not like you know it's not like a platform or anything you have to be like constantly like you know paying attention like that's why i like playing these games so much Mm -hmm. but this game was cool to go back and play and definitely gonna keep track of uh keep track of my city awesome so if you're if you have a super nintendo Highly recommend it. Very good game. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. And like I said, I guess I'll go ahead and review WrestleMania next week. <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> uh, why do I do these things to myself? Why do I play crap games like that and then want to review it? Well, why do I do this to myself? It's for the good of the show. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get out of here this evening? 
Um, or did you want to do our listener email? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Here we go. Let me play. I'll, little, I'll do my plugs after that. Let me play a little bit of music here. Uh, this comes from Clint James. Uh, emailed us. He said, "Hey guys, just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy the show. I started listening to the podcast around episode ten and was hooked. Like you, I too am a N- Nintendo aficionado. Also wanted to say we're practically neighbors as I live a couple hours north of Biloxi. Cool." So keep up the great work, fellas, and it is certainly a privilege to listen. Well, thank you, Mr. Clint James, for listening, and uh, spread the word. Spread the, spread yeah. the good word of the, the Nerd Cave Retro. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And also on Facebook, Mr. Brandon Rutledge, who is a regular for the, the, on, the, on our Facebook page. I still have my SNES copy of SimCity, but I think I traded it for a copy of Populous. Derek Diamond, just like you, he played SimCity just to have Bowser destroy everything. Uh, his memories for Night Trap comes from all the controversy with the news articles that came up back then, but would love to hear us review that one. I really do want to get a copy of that, but it's not much of a game. <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, I'll do that, but um, it might I, it'll be early next year before I get around to that. Uh, and he got to play Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse briefly uh, since a friend of his had a copy. Uh, quoting the angry video game nerd, your worst enemy is the stairs. Well, of course. I like the character switch mechanic from what he remembers. Saipa is the best choice for speedruns. It is also one of the earliest games to have branching paths in the story. Uh, it was another game that fit the term Nintendo hard. And yes... That game is hard, and I still have not finished it, even though I've been playing it a lot. It's hard. Stupid stairs. There are too many freaking stairs in that damn game. Too many. They need to cut back. I don't know who was programming the stairs for that game, but he was way too overzealous, and he definitely got his paycheck worth of making stairs. Ah, uh, gotta love stairs. Now, you haven't played it yet, have you, Castlevania? 3? I have. I have not. You should. It's worth. It's a great game. It's worth playing, but too many damn stairs. And that's all I have to say about it. I'm gonna see staircases in my nightmares after I play it. Uh-huh. You will. I don't want to <laughs> walk downstairs. I don't want to see stairs. <sighs> Stupid stairs. But <laughs> anything else you want to talk about before we go tonight? No, just uh, been doing a couple of interviews, getting ready to relaunch the Derek Diamond experience. I've done, I think, two so far. Uh, Both have gone over really well. I'm actually doing two next week, one right before we do next week's Nerd Cave Retro. So I'll be I'll be all warmed up and ready to go for next week's show. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. So that that will be relaunching uh, January 3rd of 2019. Cool. And if you want to stay up to date on my upcoming short film, just find The Parker Syndrome on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play our outro music here. And if you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfantastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. Please go support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And don't forget to leave us a review wherever you download this podcast so Derek please tell everyone what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce monkey <laughs> <laughs>